The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludagear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. I've been wanting to interview this guy for a long time. Like, there was a CXF that I saw him hit a sick, nasty triangle armbar submission that I just thought to myself, I was like, man, that looked really fucking good. For whatever reason, every time I tried to interview him, he would have another fight. And I'd be like, well, I don't want to go and interrupt that. He just kept fighting more and more and more and more and more. It's not just CXF. It's over at Combates. It's over at King of the Cage over just this weekend. And I was so happy to report that our good friend Fernando Pedillo came away with a major, major win at the 20th anniversary show. And it was at this point I finally pulled him aside and said, listen, kid, you're not running away from me this time. We're doing an interview. And he was like, this is your fault, Raph. And I was like, maybe. But now we're going to amend a wrong and we're going to bring on Fernando Padilla. Sir, how you doing, my man? Hey, guys, I'm good. And you, uh, awesome, just waking up. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is the worst thing that you could do to grapplers is be like, hey, can you do 9 a.m.? Ooh, oh, God. <laughs> Dog, you no, know actually, this is our really life. Good. It's really good. It's, uh, uh, I'm usually wake up at this time because I need to go to the Alphified Dogs. I need to go to to the gym. My training starts at, at 11, so like I'm usually always awake at this time. <laughs> I, mean, I get that much, but when it's a fight week... And then you get, like, all of that time where you're just so tired. You know, you take a few days off, though, afterwards. So to me, it's not yep. unnatural for me to say, you know what, dude? You don't, you don't need to train this week as much. Um, but here you are getting straight back into the gym. Uh, why are you, you heading back into the gym, man? Oh, uh, no. Right now, I'm just helping my partners. I'm, I'm resting. Uh, I've been training for, a lot, like, for this fight. We train, like, a long time. We train a lot. Uh, but I was in fight camp over and over and over for like five or four months. Mm. Uh, because they offer me fights, they cancel fights. They offer me another one, they cancel. Like they sure. cancel like four fights before this one in King of the Cage, and pretty much like I was just in fight camp like over and over. Coach was just uh, <laughs> pushing me, pushing me, and uh, like right now my body after the fight, literally like I cool down. And my body, my body was like, hey, you know what? You need to rest a little bit. Mm. Like, you actually need to rest. Like, we are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I like that your body talks to you like you're venom. It's like, we are hurt. Yeah, yeah we are hurt, man. Come on. <laughs> Fernando, here's a fun fact about you that I enjoy. Is that you, you know, you have a really unique jiu-jitsu style for MMA. Like, it's really fun to watch you. And I don't know... 
that you get that or that you understand that as much as me, a person who covers a ton of fighters, a ton of events, I distinctly remembered after uh, one event hitting up Casey Halstead when I saw him walking you out at CXF and I was like, bring him to me. And I was like, I want to interview him. You have a very goofy personality, a great jujitsu sense. I was like, you're perfect tailor-made for me to interview. <laughs> and uh, it, it's always made me very happy. But when I say it's been hard to keep you in an area where I can interview you, it's mm -hmm. just because you're so active. How many fights have you had within the past two years? Uh, this The past two years, this is my, my fight number eight okay already yeah that's the last one yeah i've been the last year the last year when you see me on cxf that was the beginning of uh three fight three no four fight winning streak yeah. uh i fight in cxf one month after that no three weeks after that i fight in king of the cage short notice same place uh burbank uh uh ontario california and then I went to Nebraska to fight in LFA one month after that. And then three weeks later, I fight in Hawaii. And like all those four matches were like first round finishes. So just ma my manager, Jason, and uh, coach was you're like, oh, you're going to fight again. You're going to fight again. <laughs> and I like, it's just funny to me because, you know, I, I never think I want to be in someone's way. So when I say like, oh, I'll interview you, most people take a few weeks off or, you know, go enjoy their lives. Uh, I immediately, when I was like, hey, we should do an interview, I was getting word very quickly that you were going to do another fight. And I was like, well, I don't want to ruin that. Like, no, 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 I'll catch him when he's done with the next one. And then it became like, well, no, he's got another fight after this. And I was like, wait, listen, you know what? I'm going to catch up with him down the line. I, he's got too many goddamn <laughs> fights for me to follow. Um, what is it, I guess... That, uh, we should also be very clear. You're healthy enough because of those first round finishes. That's how they're, the fights were able to happen back to back so quickly. Um, but like for you, is there an additional rush in having that many fights go back to back to back? Or is it just whatever they're putting in front of you? It was uh, like, it wasn't a rush at all. Like I tell you, I finished, the, for example, the CXF fight, I finished without literally a punch like i fight with sergio perez mm -hmm. and i i, I finished with literally like no punches on my face no punches on my body the worst thing he do in the fight was uh picking me up and pulling me down but like that doesn't even hurt and uh then the, the fight the the fighting king of the cage i knock him out with a knee in the first round too and then like Derek miner actually miner is the one who hit me more uh, in, in LFA in Nebraska, uh, he hit me with a couple elbows, with a couple punches, like when I was down. But that's the way I work, you know, that's what I want. Like uh, the moment that we stand up after a couple of changes in the ground, he was completely tired. Like he, throw, he tried to throw a spinning back kick to me. And I remember he just fell down, like mm -hmm. just hitting me and and he fell, fell to the ground. I was like, oh, wow, he's really tired. Yeah. Like I have these. Uh, and then uh, the one in Hawaii, I think, was uh, I, I could say it was my my best performance ever. Mm. It was a good stop battle. I finish I finish uh, TKO him, and it was a good it was a good fight. And then like uh, 
coach coach tell me after that fight you know what like you need to take a rest like for the first time yeah, for the first time in a year i hear i hear my coach telling me like hey you need to take a rest you can go back to chihuahua and i was just like thank you <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because there are so many athletes especially in mma who are just good soldiers like uh you know we were joking about this but uh my buddy Milton, uh, who was fighting, I guess, one of your homies, which is very odd. I want to point this out in a second. But, you know, Milton's just kind of one of those guys where you just go, do this. And he goes, okay, and he can do it. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not capable like this. People yell at me to do shit all the time in jiu-jitsu, and they're like, Raf, get a takedown. And I was like, it's not, it's yeah. not going to happen, but thank yeah. you. Good suggestion. Uh, yeah. But but can we also discuss this? Because for whatever reason, they paired all of the 10th Planet guys from Van Nuys, essentially, with 10th Planet uh, Oyama guys, slash. <laughs> and I was looking around, I was like, can we not make 10th Planet on 10th Planet crime? Because it's really weird to look and see, like, Ron on the other side and being like, Elder, Ron, Jesus Christ, this is like a scrimmage. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just... Uh... You know the the people who I train with, uh, like I, like the mentality that we have in Ten Planet is is different. I get that. Uh, since I was in Chihuahua, like Ten Planet is my family. No matter who you are, where you from, but if if you train Jiu-Jitsu and you're from Ten Planet, you're my family. Yeah. Like, that's the way they always show it to me. Like back in the HQ when I used to came with my old coach Maurizio. Like everybody, like open uh, open the doors of their houses. Like, oh, you have a place to stay. Like, you want to stay with us? Like things like that. And uh, El Paso, El, uh, Ten Planet El Paso with Quito and uh, sometimes Coach uh, Master Big. Mm -hmm. They're always the same. Like, hey, you want to stay here? Uh, you have a pro you have you have place to stay. That's awesome. So they always show us those things. You know, I, I love the people from Ten Planet. I love everybody from Ten Planet. And you can you can you can tell them like everybody who knows me knows that I'm like. You know the the goofy guy, the one who's always saying hello to everybody, smiling. But <laughs> fighting is different. Fighting is different. Uh, my my family in the fighting business is Oyama mm -hmm. and the people who train with me. No matter if you're signed with my with my manager, no matter if if you're like my longtime friend, like if they offer us a fight, like I think we we need to fight. You know, it's business. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. And I I do appreciate that because I mean, uh, you guys over at Oyama, they're really sick like i really have a large appreciation and it makes me scared when i walk past you and you know you just see this burly dude in christian and, and i'm like always like i dog the fact that you're like someone who punches and grapples just it's too much so when i look yeah. at your team i'm always like jesus christ there's too many of you guys um Let's do a little bit of uh, history, though. I want to know where uh, grappling or martial arts begins for you. Do you mind taking us through that? Yeah, no, it's not, uh, it's, it's a fun story. Uh, I've been always, like I tell everybody, I've been always fighting, always, always. I feel that uh, it's something that I just have in my in my blood, in my veins. Uh, my dad was a really, my dad and all my uncles were really, really, from the Padilla side, were always like really, really good street fighters but uh you know in the past the, the sport wasn't that big uh, mm -hmm. more in mexico you know in mexico is it was barely starting when i was i think 15, well no 14 things like that but just imagine in the past like nobody know about mma 
Like they 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 barely like uh, for for sure they don't pass the first UFC in in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my my dad like you know my my dad is a great person. I love my dad, but uh he also it's like me, you know, like the time that you make something like wrong, he's going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And uh and like I, I've been like I tell you, I've been always fighting street fights and things like that since I was young. A lot of my friends always put me like first because oh yeah, like go go please <laughs> because I wasn't fighting, you know. And but my mom and my dad never let me train because it was like I was always skinny, like more skinny than what I am right now. Hmm. And they were always like, nah, they're going to injure or things like that. But I was always in sports, you know, football, soccer, like all these all these things. And uh one Christmas party. I'm going to make it short. I was training. I was training boxing by myself for like six months with my money. I get to a gym, but the gym was too expensive, and I have to like cut that. And then um, uh, I stopped training. And one Christmas, one Christmas Eve, uh, we used to live in front of my grandpa's house. One, my grandma and my grandpa's house, like literally in front, like the street, the street in the middle, and we're in the front of each other. And I, uh, my my dad's car was outside the door. The or house. So, going out of my grandma's house, we're going to uh, to uh, one the my best friend, my dad best friend's house. We always do that on Christmas. We we just go all the night over there, and uh, this white big white truck just park in front of us with the with the heavy lights on, and two guys like go down and start like taking my dad out of the car, and uh, it was something new for me, you know. Like in that time in Mexico was like the narcos and all that stuff was really really heavy and more in chihuahua and uh my first thought is like oh they taking my dad away you know mm-hmm. they they're going to take my dad they're going to kidnap him or something so i have my I, it was me on the car then my sister and then my brother and my mom in the front so my mom just opened her door i opened my door take my take my brother and my sister out and um i was on the middle of the street screaming uh like I think I will I never scream like that in my life. I was just like, help, help, help. And in one point, I was just like, man, everybody's everybody's with their families. Like, nobody's in house. Like, it's Christmas, let's be honest. And the second thought was like, oh, they're not taking my dad. Like, I'm going to do something, but they're not taking him. And uh, I just run back, and I saw my dad with these two, the, the, the two guys that go down in the ground, just hitting them. Bah, hmm. bah. And uh, one third guy go out of the truck and he was like an old man. And my dad looked at him and he was like, hey, don't you ever get involved. Like, don't get involved. Like, <laughs> you see how I like what's going to happen. So the guy don't like wait for my dad to turn around and hit him right on the nose, right on the nose. I remember he's the only punch that my dad <laughs> received in that, in that fight. So... Long story short, my uh, a couple of my uncles go out. We destroy the guys. Like we literally put a beating on them. The main guy who was driving have uh, I remember having a cut from uh, side to side of the forehead. Hmm. He was bleeding all over. Uh, it, it was soccer kicks flying around. Like no, it was just it was just a massacre. The, the police came by. My mom called the police. My my grandma. My like everybody called the police. Uh, and like 
be after a couple of police things that happened like they they want to take my dad too because the other guys were like super bit up it's like hey like <laughs> who assault like who assault who right like, it's like yeah like we they we tell them the story and they were like okay like it's fine uh I'm, we're going to take them home we cannot take them to the to the with with us like they are just bleeding a lot they are all bit down they they going to rest in their house so uh whatever uh I, I was before before that i was telling my mom like for a long time that i want to fight i want to train i want to train mm-hmm. and i think that that one was the the best uh excuse you know i went to my mom the two days two days after that and i told my mom you know mom like i know we throw punches and i know we beat them down but uh I, if something like that happened again i want to be ready I wanna, I wanna know what to do. Like, I, I don't wanna just throw punches. Like, this is whatever, you know. Mm. I wanna be able to do something. So, she said yes. Two days later, she, well, yeah, the, that was like a, that was a Sunday or Saturday when I told her that. And Monday, she told me, oh, you have a gym where you wanna go in special. And I was like, yep, yeah, I know where I wanna go. <laughs> so. I just went to, it was close to me, it was close by to me, uh, Fight Club Chihuahua. Mm. And I remember I stepped in the gym, I have uh, sweat, I have pants and a shirt and my coach started putting me to like hit the back. I was really so dumb. I have these two other guys that like, like hit in the back, like professionals. And I was just like looking at them like, oh, what, uh, what I'm doing? Like, I don't know. I just re- I just realized that I don't know nothing. I, I just realized at that point I was just like, oh wow. And then my first day was the hit in the back and then go right right away to jiu-jitsu. Mm. And that's what I feel that I fell in love with the sport. When I started doing jiu-jitsu, I was just like, oh, I love this. Like I really love this. And that's how everything began. <laughs> well, first of all, that's a that's a lot uh, to take. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that things worked out okay for a number of reasons. I mean, you know, I'm glad your family's safe. I'm glad that, you know, in the most backwards of ways, you got what you wanted. You were like, well, you know, now that this did happen, really, really unfortunate. However, I have this gym. Yeah, I have this gym. <laughs> you know, somebody might be like, did he orchestrate this himself? Um, but I don't I don't think you would ever do that to your own family. I just I have I think we have pictures of my dad with uh, blood and we have pictures of the because like I tell you, the guy was bleeding from side to side of the of the like uh, of the forehead. So outside my house, they steal the blood marks over there. Like oh, the, the blood, the blood marks are there. It's a really, really common like joke in, into like family parties. Yeah, we call it we call it like the the massacre of Christmas, because it is it, what happened. You know, yeah. we're having a good Christmas and everything. You go out and you need to start fighting like out of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah. man, that's intense. That's so great. You know, I have to wonder, and you'll have to excuse me for asking this in this way, but you are such a light-hearted guy like take you out of fighting you know like take fighting away from you you have a very nice and uh goofy and fun personality is part of that a direct result of saying like when you've gone through something that bad that you're just kind of like 
you know, fighting's not like that. It's different. Like, fighting is easy almost because, you know, even though you are in there and you are putting your life at risk, you know, your family's not being held against their will. Is that part of it or how are you able to keep such a light attitude having had something that crazy happen to you? It's just it's just how I am, you know, the place where I grew up, uh, Chihuahua. I never, I uh, that's for sure. I, like, I tell stories like this, but something that I that I never have was a ba- bad childhood. Like, mm. if I do wrong stuff in my life, if if I was going for the wrong the wrong side of the road, it was because of me because I decided to do that shit. But my my dad. Uh, that's why I work so hard. My dad always showed me that, you know, being drunk, being like sick, being like, I don't know, in the worst condition, he always wake up and go to work, always wake up and go to work. So that's, he, he's my inspiration. My dad is my inspiration, but it's just the place where I grew up is a lot of shit. Uh, Mexico is hard. It's yeah. a place uh, where, where a lot of people close opportunities. Like you have one opportunity, they close the door. Uh, like I put in my recent post about my my about my my uh, my sponsors. Uh, I put a post after my fight about my sponsors, and uh, I put a little comment. You know that I came from a place where a lot of people don't don't have the will to he- help you with the sport. Mm. Like they they just don't want to they they just don't want you to grow up. And it's not everybody. I have a good people good people in Chihuahua who helped me since the beginning. I have this guy uh, Jerry Sierra. Uh, he always helped me since the beginning. I remember he told my coach, that guy is a UFC guy. Hmm. That guy is going to be in the UFC. Uh, right now, I look at Jerry and I always tell him, like, thank you for everything, man. Like, he helped me with shorts. He helped me with money. He helped me with everything I need. I just ask him and he helped me a lot. Like, big shout out to him. Uh, I love I love Jerry and he, he was always there. Uh, but either than that i went to a lot of places uh i went with a lot of people even family and things like that and uh they were just like nah like nah i don't believe it and uh i've been always like this i feel is the way my mom and my dad raised me uh i've been always smiling i will always positive i i tell you there's a lot of shit and what's the point of put more in this word you know i can be a shitty person but I don't like it. I don't like it. I have bad days where, I, like, sometimes I don't even smile and I feel bad with myself. It's like you're not like that. You're you're not like that. And I'm just I'm just really passionate with everything I do. Everything, even even just living. Living for me is like the most beautiful thing. I'm living my dream right now. I'm I'm living in California, uh, living in a house full of fighters and in the best one of the best gyms in the world, a top twenty for what I know. Uh, Man, like it's it's crazy how, how that I'm not going to be happy, how that I'm not going to be like <laughs> smiley all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's true, but I, I you know I would have never guessed uh, that's the way because uh, so many different people have different things that brought them to the sport, and I'm so glad that you found these opportunities because you are a very solid fighter. Like there are certain specific things that I look for when I'm covering people, you know, there are some people who I think are good fighters. There are some people who I think have great personalities and they don't necessarily always go together. And yeah, that's not even including the fact that when I saw your jujitsu, it's not easy. You know, it's not, 
something that's a, a basic level. There's there's a real artistry and a way I see you set up things. And for me, that's really fun. So I guess to circle back over to King of the Cage the other day, you know, I have a front yeah. row seat. I'm literally looking at you get this mounted triangle. And I was watching you. I hope you weren't watching. <laughs> but I'm looking at you hit this mounted triangle with seconds left to go in this first round. And to me, all I could think of was uh, for your your opponent was that's a preview. That's going to happen again. And again, yep. no disrespect to him. It's just your entries were good and they're very difficult to stop, especially when you cracked them early on. So do me a solid and tell me from your uh, interpretation how the fight went. Well, uh, I feel that uh, this fight, uh, it's, I'm going to say it, it's my best performance, my best performance, but more for the way I was feeling, the way I was uh, doing things. Uh, I was calm. I was focused. Uh, I is the first time in my life when I was feeling like more than prepared, you know, like other fights. I know I'm ready. I know like, oh, I train for this, but you still have that little like heartbeat that is like increasing, you know, like you t start thinking on the fight and your heartbeat start increasing. You start moving around. You start like, ooh, <laughs> but uh, or you try to sleep and then you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to fight tomorrow. Like, oh, this this can happen. This can happen. Like, mm -hmm. this fight, I slept good. And everything on the fight, I was really, really confident in my 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 training. Like, I tell you, it was a long time. I suffer a lot. Mm -hmm. I cry. Uh, I bitch a lot with coaches. I, I was in all over. I was all over injured. My back, then my knee, then my, like, everything. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, this today is not going to be worse than what you do in training, man. Like, <laughs> no matter what. Like, I tell you, it's a big improvement to me because uh, if you see my last two fights, uh, my last, well, uh, my last two losses, uh, I gas out. I completely gas out in my last two fights. And I was looking forward to, like, what I do wrong. Um, maybe the weight cut was wrong. But another thing is that I was... Grabbing one submission, there is something that I that I start doing here when I came here to um, to to to, to, to Timoyama. But back in the days, I don't I don't do that right away. When I was in Chihuahua, I was setting up uh, uh, submissions all over in, in my fights too. But this time here, in, in in I was so focused on finish the fight fast. Every time I get like what one submission, mm -hmm. like I'm going to finish this submission. So the submission wasn't there, and I just gas out. This fight was totally different. This fight, I was just worried about working everywhere I go. Like if I, if we are standing up, I'm going to work. If we are down, I'm going to work. So if you see it, I was with my rubber guard throwing elbows. Oh, yeah. I was in triangle hitting him like all the time, just opening spaces and uh, like I think that was the main focus. You know, like breaking him everywhere with my work, with my work. Like I was working, pap, 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 finished the first round. I was feeling amazing. I was like, coach, coach, look at me. And he's like, are you, you, you feel good? It was like, yeah, like I have air. <laughs> like coach, coach was like, good, go fuck him up. <laughs> I was just ready. Like, like you say, the first round was just like a spoiler of what was going to happen next. Yeah. And it's, it's intriguing because again, I know your game. It, like, I don't know it. Like, I can stop it. But I'm familiar with it. Uh, I'm familiar enough where when I saw you set it up, 
I just go, nah, this is too easy, you know? Especially when you had the opportunity, very, very, very top of the first round, you crack him, and then you're playing off of your back, which most people would feel is, you know, not really advantageous. But for your particular game, you on your back is really, like, it's more dangerous for them, I feel, because you have the ability with both your, your reach and your setups that make you unique to deal with as you mentioned with your rubber guard, and I'm like, I want no part of that. I felt like that's how you were able to set up uh, arm bars in the past or or really just close the distance so that they can't do what they're good at. Um, so mm-hmm. when I saw that at the very end, I was like, yeah, he's going to get this uh, with time to spare uh, in that first round. But in the second round, you found your way back to it. So how were you able to get back there? Uh, I was just feel- feeling it, you know, like, okay, or – one of two things were about to happen since the beginning of the fight. When I, my first combination was a jab through, uh, fake faking my jab, then a jab cross, and I landed. The cross knocked him down, and in that point, I was just like, okay, I know, I know, standing up, he's not going to do nothing. And then uh, we went to the ground, and I was working, working, working. I don't, I, I like I tell you, don't, don't, not disrespect to my opponent, but. Uh, I, I, I spar, like, I, I work in the ground with Christian. You know Christian is a big yeah. guy. I, I work with, with Sid. I work with a lot, like, uh, I don't know, Alex. Even Alex Perez, like, he, he's he's strong, st- really strong. They, these these guys that I'm talking about, they, they are just, like, retard strong. Mm-hmm. The other day I was, for this fight camp, just one day, and I think it was enough to realize that I'm, like, oh, damn, this is a big difference. I, I train with Brent Primus on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a huge monster. It's like it's a huge difference between him and me, between Christian and me, in, in uh, body wise, you know. Yeah. And like I get to my to my fight, and I'm like, oh, this guy is, is not as strong as Christian. This guy is not as good as Christian. Like, I, I was just thinking on that, you know. And uh, I feel that uh, I was able to work mm-hmm. because of that. I was feeling good. I was I was like, okay. My rubber guard is working. I'm just going to open spaces, elbows all the way. Like I tell you, you're just trying to set it up and wait for the perfect moment for him to like close it, close it himself. If you see it, I work the less and I make them work. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I finished the triangle at the end was because he, he, he stand up. He tried to slam me. I just grabbed his leg. Like I was like, okay, thank you. I grabbed yeah. his leg. He tapped. And uh, that was the point. In the first round, he do it good. He don't stand up. He don't try to put, like oh, he don't try to do the slam. So I wasn't able to 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 reach for the for the leg, and yeah. he was sprawling really good. Yeah. But uh, I turned him over, and then the the ten seconds clap uh, was there. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to finish it. I'm just going to hit him a little bit. Like so, I just finished with a couple strikes. Which, by but, the way, yeah, I could like, hear the thud of that. Uh, from where I was, you know, it, it, it's funny because at the end you don't necessarily have all your wits about you. So uh, as you're just like, well, no, I got to hit. I'm in this position, so I I better well make it uh, worth it, my while and his to hit him. And I just heard like the thud of the glove and the punch hitting his head, and I just go, that didn't sound fun. All right. Yeah. It was it was right. It was, I, I can see his face. And like I take his only arm out and start hitting him with with the other one. It was just nasty. And I was about to, to hit an elbow, and the like the bell just rang. I, I remember, I remember you. Yeah, I just I just remember hearing Ron say elbow, 
I was already putting it up, and then beep. It was like, okay. <laughs> next round. Next round. <laughs> it was it was impressive, man, and and I don't think Thank you. that Thank you're. You know, I, I know that you're proud of it, and you should be, but I, I don't even think that you're doing it justice in saying how effortless it looked to do. And effortless isn't easy in MMA. You know, you got a guy who doesn't want any part of that to happen. But your calm and your ability to reach underneath the leg and to secure it, I mean, I was starting to pack up at that point because I was just like, yeah, I think we're good here. All right. Yep. I think that's done right here. And uh, I'm not the type that usually says, ah, it's over. You know, I, I usually look at it and kind of go, ah, he's gotten out here, he's gotten out here. And I was like, nah, this, this triangle's a wrap. I wanted to mm-hmm. ask this. Was there any weirdness that was afterwards? Because I saw you, I know that you played to the camera. And I saw you posing. And you had, like, this Shawn Michaels-like pose like this. And then, like, people were kind of walking by you. And you're just still pointing at the camera. And I was just like... He is holding this pose very well, um, but I didn't know what was happening after the fight. Do you care to explain? After the fight, I was just uh, I was thinking about that. Like <laughs> since I get to the arena, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to knock him out, tap him out, and I'm just going to do a, a cholo pose. Like I'm just going <laughs> to sit down there, like a gangster, just lay down in the middle of of the ring, just looking at looking at the top like a cholo. I was just like, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. I, I was, I was, I was happy of like getting get a fight and uh, like I, I was just happy of everything. Going to eat, uh, fight, win the fight. Like everything was just beautiful that day, and nothing was like nothing was about to ruin that day for me. And like I don't know, the feeling of like when when I win that fight, the feeling was like I'm back on track. Like I'm back on track. Uh. The last, the last two losses that I have was hard, you know, back-to-back losses and then uh, decisions because of dumb thing that I do or maybe, like, I don't train. I don't train as good as I, I should. But just, I feel that, you know, like, okay, I'm back on track. Like, we're going for the dream again. Like, we're going for the, for the dream. You know, it's funny. I, I spoke to Christian, uh, you know, I was asking him, like, what was one of the hardest things for him to come back from and all that sort of thing. And he had a fight with Rich Lore, which was tough for me because I like Christian a lot and I like Rich a lot. So it's one of those fights where I have to be major Switzerland and I'm like, I got, nope, good luck, guys. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Rich won that fight. And I, I asked, just independent of that, Christian, what was a tough moment for him in his, his fight career? Like, what's something that was difficult? And he's like, honestly, coming back from that. And then lo and behold... His next fight at LFA, he cracks some guy straight open and gets a perfect, you know, knockout right then and there like this. And I'm looking at him and I go, I know losses never make sense in the moment because you want to have those un those perfect blemishes kind of thing where you, you, you just keep going through and you have a great record. But I feel for your particular case, it's one of those things that you won't forget. And I feel like that feeling that you had again at King of the Cage and that remembering of how that is, I feel like you're you're on a good trajectory, my man. Like, you just really have to stay consistent and be there. And I feel like when you say the UFC is in your future and you have family members who say that, you're not far off. It's just a matter of being in the game and being consistent, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, like I tell you, the last year was a good year, like the four wins in a row. Um, it was pretty much what I was looking for, you know. Uh, before that, I will never say I fight five times in one year. Five times in one year, like even for me, like saying that was insane. I was in Mexico fighting twice a year, <laughs> every six months, I don't know. And like then no fights because nobody want to fight. And uh, it was just hard in Mexico. And when I came here and they gave me those opportunities, it was it was hard to say no. Uh, I'm a guy that, look, I'm here to, to do what coach say. Uh, I was already thinking, you know, with I was talking with a lot of my, of my training partners, a lot of my brothers here. And they were telling me like, man, you've been here for a long time too. Like, go back, enjoy your family, go to Chihuahua. And I was thinking the same. I was, you know what? I'm going to fight in King of the Cage. And I'm going to tell everybody I'm going back to Chihuahua. I don't care. I'm going back to Chihuahua. And the only thing that I hear was Coach and uh, Jason. Jason called me the day after the fight and told me, like, hey, we need we need another fight. And uh, Coach told me the same. Hey, you're good. Get ready to fight again. And... I'm just I'm just like a dog, you know, like maybe I just want to go and like lay down. But if 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 coach that is my owner, tell me like, hey, let's go. Let's go to the walk to the park. I will do it like I do it. And uh, I proved it the last year. You know, he told me you got you have to fight four times. I fight five, four times. He told me I have to fight one more time this time this year. I do it. I'm going to rest. I, I don't even know if I'm going to rest one one straight week. You know, mm. uh, yesterday I rest because. The doctors told me to rest, sure. <laughs> and I was sitting sitting down. I was sitting down there looking at the training because even even that I'm not training, I'm in the gym. I'm 24 hours in the gym, and I was just looking at the training, and I was just like shaking. It's like, oh, yep, I want to train. I want to train. Yeah. And uh, I just I just love I you know I love the sport. You see the last picture that I the, that I post about me smiling in the weigh-ins. It's one of my favorite pictures in the world because it represents what I what I feel about fighting. I love fighting. Like my 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 heart, my my head, my my body is into this thing like 24/7. Like I want to fight. I want to fight and I just love to fight. A lot of people tell me too like why are you always smiling in your fights? Why are you always like they think is uh, disrespectful like in the ways like look at my opponent and smile. I just love to fight. I just love that feeling of having somebody in front of you. I cannot hit you right now, but I'm going to hit you later. Like I'm going to hit you tomorrow, and you're going to you're going to like you're going to feel it. Like uh, I don't know. I just love the sport. I, I love all these things that I do. And uh, well, I think that it's like it's a kind of sign yeah. of uh, insecurity on their part if they're taking your smiles as being some form of disrespect because. Again, I've been watching you for a while. I've never once, when I've seen you smile, thought, how dare he? What is wrong with this kid? He's smiling <laughs> at a weigh-in. You get out of here. Like, to me, you do see that passion. It's, it's very apparent. And again, when I say there are those things that I look for when I'm like, no, I want to interview this guy. You know, sometimes it's a guy who's just like, man, look at that knockout. We got to talk about that. Sometimes it's, man, look at this guy's personality. You know, he's the next Connor kind of a guy. For you, it was very clear. Your jiu-jitsu is great in a very hard sport, but your soul seemed to be you love this. And to me, those yeah. people are the individuals who it doesn't matter if they're fighting 
if their teammates there, they're there. If they are fighting, they're going to fight with everything they've got. And you can't ask more of an athlete than those qualities. So, to me, that's why I'm like, no, 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 no. If we're going to interview, I want it to be special. I don't want it to just be a three-minute, hey, you got a triangle there. Good job, kid. All right. (laughs) I'm like, no, I want to get to know you. And I feel like taking this opportunity today was so important because I didn't know that story for you. I do know now how it has helped to shape you. But I feel like for people who are just coming in on the ride, what is it they can expect? Because – I think there's probably a couple good opportunities to fight before year's end, and you are healthy enough. You didn't really take any damage the other day. So what is it that you have to tell people to expect maybe before the end of the year? Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't like I don't like to, to, to like think about that, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm fighting for like before the end of the year. Uh, coach, already, coach already told me, like, you should fight one more time. Like, Coach is a, a guy, a family guy. Coach understands the value of family, and that's something that I love about him and respect a lot. That if you have like a family issue, he's going to be like, "Hey, family's first. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's be honest. Uh, I don't have a kid. I don't have a wife back in Chihuahua waiting for me. That that's like a different type of responsibility. I have my mom, my dad, and my 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 family that I want to go and see. But I know they want the best for me, and the best for me is like just preserve my dream and like uh, go for my career you know if i have to fight again i know they're going to be fine with it and then i'm going to go back to chihuahua they're going to be there you know i already already passed past the 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 time of my life of being here of like thinking that chihuahua is going to be the same when i go back you know like everybody's going to be the same and i already passed us that type that 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 era you know that if you ask me was what was the was the worst thing about for me like uh, like you asked Christian was was the the most like uh, hard thing about fighting about like me right now with the two losses and everything is being uh, being being uh, here being here is good I tell you is my my dream but at the same time like I miss my family I miss Chihuahua I miss the culture uh, America is totally different like the mm-hmm. people. Uh, people are called people is people is different like here you need to be called to success and uh that's another thing but that's why i'm i'm so like you you were telling goofy and like uh smiley and like with a with a like kind heart because i really care about people that's the way I, that's the way mexico is you know care about people care two shits about people and like love love with, with all you have and that's what i do i love my I, I love my friends here i love the people here i will kill for them uh, I love the sport, and uh, the only thing I want is just fight. So right now, the best thing for me is fight. So I need to fight, and then maybe go back to Chihuahua. So expect to fight for, uh, before the end of the year. Well, that's great, dude. You know, uh, Fernando, I know we need to get you on out of here so that you can uh, head back in with coaches. Can... What's that? We can we can keep talking. Don't worry, it's good. Well, I want to make sure you you make it in time for coach, so we we can keep it going. I... I do want to ask. Yeah, this we thing. can keep. Okay, all right. Yeah, don't we worry. got a couple minutes. I do want to ask this. One thing that we kind of glossed over was your transition from coming from Mexico to here, because you were starting to train out there. What brought you specifically to Southern California and specifically uh, to, I mean, Orange County, essentially? Uh, Ten Planet for sure. Ten Planet. Um, 
So just like a lot of people don't know, a lot of people like I tell you, you see me and you see a skinny guy, and like you never think that I'm going to be good at fighting, you know. But <laughs> I, I say that the big. You need, I'd say you that probably the should know one thing though before I let you go uh, on. Yeah, you're skinny, but uh, you're also uh, I don't know how to put this in a way that makes sense to everybody, but like anytime I see somebody who's Mexican or a brown person. I don't assume they don't know how to fight. <laughs> I, I definitely true. like, it's very funny because uh, people are always like, Oh, Raph, you're, you're a host and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I go, but please don't cut me. Cause I'll cut you back. And I really don't want to have yeah. to, but you know, it's nice. We're all super nice and friendly. Um, but just don't. That's <laughs> usually what the masses do. Exactly. Don't mess. Like don't mess with us. Like, Nope. <laughs> but it's funny because but, uh, to a very different extreme, very different. Uh, you know, I was talking with uh, Sergio Hernandez about this. In my history, like, I remember there's a certain point where your family starts to teach you how to defend yourself. And they they have those conversations about how to box and how to do all that. And I'm like, I can't box worth shit. And so then it's like, well, <laughs> I, got, I better be good at something else here. And then instead of being good at boxing, they're like, you're super durable. And I was like, yep, that's my fight trait. If I get into a fight, yep. it's like, go ahead and punch me a thousand times. And they're going to be like, is that a good strategy? No. No, I wouldn't suggest it That's to anybody else. That's a Mexican way. Get hit. Get hit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. Go right ahead, man. You were saying. Uh, my transition is because of 10 planets. So I get my brown belt in four years. I'm a brown belt in 10 planet jiu-jitsu. Uh, I get my brown belt in four years. Just training hard. Um my first year of jiu-jitsu, I get my I get my blue belt. My blue belt is the only belt that I was with it like for a long time. I was it was well not it was year year and a half year and year and a half, and I get my brown belt, my purple belt, and then in less than half year, mm-hmm. or maybe nine months, I get my I get my uh, my brown belt right away. It was it was really hard. It was really 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 big jumps. Uh, Master B gave me my purple belt back in Ten Planet. Uh, Ten Planet. Now it was one year of laps. And Ten Planet El Paso, he gave me the 29th of December. He gave me my purple belt. Hmm. And one year before, uh, one year after that, I fight a couple times. I win by Dave Orchard a couple times. I went to a lot of. I, I do a lot of tournaments and went to, and. Uh, Eddie gave me my my brown belt the 29th of December of the year after. Uh, so I get to know a lot of people thanks to thanks to that. I start getting uh, famous in the jiu-jitsu 10 planet business. You know, more than what I am right now, I think back in Chihuahua, I was doing better with the jiu-jitsu. And hmm. in, in like being famous jiu-jitsu-wise, you know, right you. now I'm, I'm, I'm more fam- famous like MMA-wise. <laughs> but... Uh, like I get to know Casey, I get to know Ron, I get to know all these all these people like uh, Scott Ross. Scott Ross, I, I live with Scott for ten days. One like amazing person, like Eddie, like everybody, you know. And uh, I remember one EBI, EBI Mexico City when Gio won the the title. Uh, I went with Casey and I tell him, Hey Casey, you know, uh, I know that you train UFC fighters, and I was just blindfolded for what like America is about training and gyms and things, you know, like I was thinking it was a similar to Mexico, mm-hmm. nothing like that. So I was just like, Hey Casey, can I go with you to, 
to like 10 planet train with you like yeah i know you train ufc guys i want to be in the ufc he was like oh yeah whenever you want you, you you can stay in my house for one week or i don't know like we we can we have a lot of people there they can open the doors and i was just like oh no you're not understanding it's like I wanna, I, I, I wanna get there. I wanna get, I, I wanna go. If, if, if it has to be one year, six months, I, I, I wanna be, be there and get there. He was like, oh, oh, okay. I understand what you're saying. He's like, okay, just give me one week, and we, we text back uh, on messenger. He actually do it one week. He texts me back in a week. Hey, what up with you? Give me your information. I give him my information and everything, and he's like, get ready, you coming. And uh, I call, I tell it was a hard it was a, a hard talk with my mom and my dad. So for this time in my life, I was passing for a really bad depression, really bad. Depre- uh, I was between uh, doing what my mom and my dad wants or being happy. <laughs> they want me to study. They want me to go to school, obviously, because uh, it was it was the best for me. Like they don't finish school and. My dad was like, I'm a very lucky guy, man. I'm a very lucky. I work really hard, but don't wait for luck to come by. Like, study, be, have something that is sure. But I love fighting. I love fighting. I tell you, I love fighting more than nothing. And uh, they don't see it that way. They will, they always be like, school, school, school. And uh, so my coach, after that, EBI in, in, in Mexico City, we went back to Chihuahua. I already have my my brown belt and everything. We were talking, and the one uh, I was the one always in the gym since the beginning. I was the one always in the gym, uh, from where they open all the way to when they're closed. Always, my coach at one point started like making jokes, taking pictures to me, and send it to my mom like, "Hey, the the child child care is over. Come back for <laughs> yeah, things like that." And um, he was like my second dad too. My old coach Mauricio Ramirez. He's like my second dad. Uh, he showed me a lot. He he made me he made me grow up and uh, being more mature in like jujitsu, jujitsu head, like MMA head. Um, so he told me he sit down with me one day. We close the gym. We sit down inside the cage, and he was like, uh, I, "I cannot show you nothing else. It's like you are in another level now. Like if you stay in Chihuahua, you're not going to do nothing. You need to go out. He's like you're here." And I'm here. And I was just like, nah, don't say that. Uh, one year before that, we having a conversation about, because I was studying and going to the gym. So I was sometimes in the gym really, really tired. Like, oh, I don't sleep good or things like that. And my coach was like, Fernando, why are you fucking like, it's like, <laughs> are you bored? Are you bored? Because I have a lot of things to show you. And I was like, no, no, no. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, sorry, coach. Like, I don't mean to. And that, that was one year before, or a couple months before. And then I have this guy over here sitting down with me. The, the person that I look like is his, his my everything, telling me that he cannot show me nothing. It's like, yeah. damn, that was hard. Yeah, That was hard, but it opened my eyes. It opened my eyes totally. Uh, he told me, you know where you have to go. You already have a gym over there with Casey waiting for you. And you just need to talk with your mom and your dad. So I went with them. All the way from the gym to my house, just thinking what, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so it was a good conversation. Uh, thank God they were on the kitchen talking. So I just came there and I was like, I, I need to talk with you guys, like really serious. 
in this in this point is when uh, Jair Jair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was growing up like wow, like in the UFC, yeah, it was, oh wow, like yeah. he's still he's still he, he's a force. Absolutely. He's the only one from Chihuahua. He's he, he's from not my same. He's we are from the same state from Chihuahua, but he's from Paral. I'm from the main city Chihuahua, and uh, like I saw his fight. I think he fight with BJ Penn. And the only thing I remember of like Joe Rogan and everybody saying is this kid have 20, 24. This kid had 24 years. Oh, wow. He's so young. Oh, 24, 24, 24. Hmm. And like the only thing I was like, I was in my mind like, man, you're, you're, you're 19. You're like from here, like you're going to turn 20 this year. Four more years are going to pass so fast. Like you're not even going to see it. You need to go out of here. So I tell that to my mom and my dad and like, I guess my dad for first time in his life, like look at my eyes with like this serious, like meaning of something like I want this. Yeah. And I remember my mom was so confident during all the, all, all the talk. She was just like, mm, you don't even know. You don't even know. And my dad was just looking at me and the moment my dad say, okay, you're going. My mom was like, what? Like, no, no, you're not going nowhere. My mom was thinking my dad was about to say no. But uh, so, yeah, we make a deal pretty much. We make a deal. My family and me was uh, I was going to stay just one year here. If I do good, I go. I, I they going to make they, they going to be good if I keep going. If I don't get to my to my goal, that was the UFC the last year. Uh, I go back to Chihuahua and study. Well, the year finished. I finished the year good with four, 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 four fights, and they were like, "You can stay there when all the time that you want. This is your career." Mm. But uh, I talked with my family, and in less than one week, I was coming over here. And I was thinking I was going with um, Casey all the way to Vegas. Casey was like, "No, no, I have a gym for you." So he don't tell me nothing, and then he was like, "Timoyama." And I, like obviously I know Coach Calling because like Tito and Rampage, but I didn't know that he was still training people. Mm. So I came here, I stepped in the gym, and I was just amazed. Like it's the biggest gym I I've, I've been, and like uh, it was like the per like the perfect place. It was just like a family for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was hard, but it was good. I'll tell you this, man. This is probably quasi relatable, but probably not is uh it is difficult to have those conversations with your parents at their core they definitely want the best for you and i think that the infancy of mma at least for a profession uh is still something that's hard for people to wrap their head around what i think is easier to start to understand as you learn more about the sport is you are a student you are a student of mma and that you aren't you know, in a class per se with other like kids writing notes about science or algorithms or things like that. You're a student in an art where you're showing up and your art is fighting. And so people don't necessarily put those things together. Um, But years ago, I remembered, uh, you know, I got a scholarship to go to do uh, speaking. I used to compete professionally in speaking like a sport. And uh, I remembered going to my parents and being like, well, I'm moving to Illinois. And they're like, why are you going to Illinois? And I was like, well, they're paying for me to go. 
And I remembered looking at my whole family and being like, I'm disappointing them. You know, you, you think you want to be the good son. But if I never went to Illinois, I wouldn't have ever met my wife. I wouldn't have ever set forth on a series of career ambitions that would get me to doing the things that I want to do. And it wouldn't have given me the skill that I needed, that I didn't know I needed. So sometimes it is about taking that extra journey and that extra step. And yeah. I'm so glad that your parents recognize that uh, now because like, for them to say you can stay there as long as you want is a recognition of your work, the time that you have put into it, and more importantly, them understanding this isn't something you're going to flake out on. This is where your passion is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I tell you, nobody knows about that. Like uh, that I uh, like I, I'm a very depressive person because of my, my dad pass that to me uh my dad is a little bit depressive sometimes more when he drinks <laughs> <laughs> but uh i was I, I was never going through through something so hard like that you know between like making my my mom and my dad happy or making myself happy never never like nothing that happened here training wise like being injured like wanting to train whatever it is i never passed for a, a, a most hard time than that uh, I was thinking that nobody realized, you know, that nobody knows that like, that I was depressed. I was mm. I was going to school and then like going back back home and just sleeping all day, like in my bed all day, going to train and then just go back to sleep. Like don't talk with nobody. I was just like I don't know what I want to do. And in that point, nobody wanted to fight with me back in Chihuahua. So my career was really pretty much just stuck. And I was in one point I was just feeling like going down, like you know, like. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I came here and things things changed. Things changed. I was happy. I was uh, active all the time. I was like looking to do whatever they, they want me to do. And uh, my mom and my dad, the first time I went back to Chihuahua, they tell me it was my dad talked to me. He was he was really he was really he was on, on tears when he told me like that he feel he feel guilty of not giving me this opportunity like before. Because he was like, I can feel that you were depressed. Like, I see you. Like, I tried to push you to do stuff. I tried to push you to, like, oh, let's go hang out like a family. And, like, you were just always sleeping or in bed, like, tired. And it was hard, you know. But, like, thank God they realized that. My, 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 it, was, it was more hard to watch my dad telling me that he realized that. And, like, he was feeling guilty. But I was like, don't feel guilty. Look where I am, where I am right now. Look what I'm doing. Look how happy I am, and it's all because of you. Like, I have a lot. Uh, I like. There's a lot of things, you know. Like, life. I understand. Like, for more fun and games that I am, and for more like, like, lighthearted that I am, I understand that life is not uh, beautiful. Like, life have a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of shit. There's a lot of shitty people. There's a lot of like, and I've been. I've been around them for a long time, and then even even here, there's a lot of people there. They are just greedy. They are just shitty. They are just liars. They they, yeah. There's always you know, but uh, but it also sounds like you make the choice to be that, to be happy, and to select and reject what it would be to be a down person. You know, and, and 
honestly, dude, it, it's easy to get into a rut. It's not just something that drags down a fighter or a person uh, who does a yeah. martial art. Like this happens in so many different fields, and that's why it's so hard for so many people to to break out of these ruts. Um, it's interesting because in your head, you're like, oh, 24 for Yair. Oh, 24. Yeah. 24 is the thing. And it's like, yo, kid, you're not even getting started at 24. You know what I mean? Like fight-wise, you might be a thousand years old, but your life is still young. And it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, uh, you know, when I hear uh, our good friend Keith Kikorian tell me and being like, oh, man, this is hard. I'm like, you're 21, kid. <laughs> it's, it's adorable. I, I understand. Tell me too. But but at the same point, it doesn't make light of the idea of you haven't been through things or experienced them that will contribute to what does make life uh, start to uh, become even better. But man, no, you you are actively making choices and and doing that and. I think that is a it is a good trait, dude. It's a, a one of a, a solid testament to um, having your head on straight, and I, I think that's good, man. It just means that, like I said, dude, a lot of times people don't know until they know, and you got here, you got that great experience. You're surrounded by these other fighters who are all equally as ambitious and driven. And one thing that yeah. speaks to me that I don't, you know, I don't want to put you on blast or do this. But there are things that I see occasionally uh, that I say I have the privilege of seeing that I don't try to ruin for people. You know, I have privileged knowledge sometimes. And the privileged knowledge yep. I have from the other night is after your King of the Cage fight <laughs> where they switch the order around and suddenly you're fighting almost toward 11, you know, later, way later than you're supposed yeah. to be fighting. And... I see that after such a long and exhausting day, you win your fight, you go back for a half second, and then I see you run right back out to go coach one of your teammates. And that's something that I think a lot of people say that they do or want to do, but not everybody does who's a fighter. And I was very, very happy to see you know, you were walking back out there and people were like congratulating you and being like, hey, man, good job. And you're like, cool, cool. I got to go coach my friend real quick. And uh, I thought that was pretty dope. Even though you were coaching uh, somebody who was against my friend and I was kind of <laughs> like, hey, listen, I could really use you to not be here right now. But um, <laughs> they had a great fight. So I was very proud of that. Yeah. Hey, no, the the that kid, the, the other kid is, is really, really tough. Yanni, Yanni is a guy. Uh, he came here one month, one month ago. He's been here with Oyama one month, mm. and uh, he's from Mexico City. He's 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 my brother, you know. Like, yeah. I support everybody on the team. I'm, I'm always there in the fights. I'm always there. Like, I'm the bucket man. I'm the guy who grip, grab the eyes. But I'm I like to always be in there. Well, and, I also uh, I also saw you. So here's, I don't again. I'll reveal a little more, which is this: at the very beginning of the nights when the fights were just starting, uh, I heard Christian yell at me as yeah. I was like just was getting around and they didn't have my seats anywhere. They didn't tell me where to sit initially. And so yeah. I'm like trying to figure out like, where the fuck am I supposed to sit? And I'm also trying to stay out of everybody's way. And I hear Christian heckling me and I'm like, I literally, I wave him off like, Oh, shut up. And then I go to turn around and be like, ah, I see you. And as I'm about to, <laughs> see, I'm about to hit one of the ring girls and yeah. I didn't because I was just like, I was like, shut up, Christian. Nah, I got you. Oh, my God. 
bad. Like, yep. I take a second. But the weird part about that is the real reason that it threw me off was Christian I expect to see. But I saw you in regular clothes and I had a moment where I'm like, aren't you supposed to be fighting later? <laughs> and I, instead of seeing you in warm-up attire, I saw you just out there and it made me worried that your fight got canceled because then I was like, please don't tell me your fight got canceled. So that was what I was thinking before I almost knocked down a ring girl who had no <laughs> idea what was going on. And I was like, oh my God, please don't be the guy who knocks down the ring girl. That will never live that down. Um, but yeah, I was legitimately surprised to see you not just out there, but not uh, dressed up or ready or, you know, warming up when you have a fight coming up later that night. Yeah, like I tell you, I was really calm. I was really relaxed. I know that the time was about to come, but it was early in the day, you know, I have I have a lapse of 10 fights to warm up. Like actually after that fight that you see me there, like we went back. Uh, I started shaking, shake it out, shake like shake my body a little bit, and then I put. Uh, I think it was three, three or four more fights, and then coach wrapped my hands, and I start hitting the like in regular clothes with jeans. I have videos, like I I show it to you later. I have videos of like me in jeans in regular shirt, just hitting the uh, with uh, uh, boxing gloves, just hitting the pads with Christian. Mm. Everybody was just looking at me like he's hitting the pads with jeans. <laughs> And like I'm cutting, like I was, I was a little bit light, so my my pants were like falling down all the time. So I grab a little bit of wrap and just wrap it around, and everybody was like, "Oh, this struggle build." I was just like, I just want to warm up a little bit, you know. I warm, I warm up. I pretty much do go go through a training session. It's the first time I do this, but I go through a training session before before the fight. Like I, I hit pads for three minutes, uh, for two minutes, three rounds with. Christian and then I hit it again the same and then I hit it again the same and I was like like I like you say it was just a long night yeah but but no matter what like uh they they always they're they are always for me the 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 people from the gym Yanni is very supportive with me because we are the two Mexicans here uh he understand me a little bit better like how like my culture is and like how how we act uh I like Yanni a lot. He's a really good kick. He's 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 really good. Like the that fight was really good. Like uh, props for both. Like the other guy was really good too. He came. I remember he came to me, and I was like, "Good fight." And he was like, "Oh no, good fight." I'm 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 a, a big fan of you. And I was just like, "Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank <laughs> no, you." No, like, one thing about Milton. So Milton is, uh, you know, he's a big student of the game too. You know, he's uh, one of my good friends. I train with him a bit. And uh, I tell people, when I have to work as a journalist, you know, I can't coach you guys. I can't, I can't yell out things, you know. I sit there and I have to be very impartial. And uh, then to make things even more complicated, I interview so many people that it's inevitable. People who I interview are going to go against each other at some point. Mm -hmm. Especially with, when you take as into mention how many people are in grappling that I'm like, yeah, they're going to have a super fight against each other. Oh, they're against each other. So uh, I was telling him, I was like, you know, here I am first round just sitting there watching. And that was a solid first, like, you know, they're kind of filling each other out that first round. But I was like, no, I think he won. Uh, your guy won that first round. And I'm like, you better get together if you're going to win this fight. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel yeah. like. They both had solid moments, but it's one of those things that in order for Milton to win, he had to pull it out. 
And uh, those are the fights that I think fighters come away with respect for each other. And again, it's where I kind of sit there and I'm like, there's nobody else other than fucking 10th Planet? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, But I I did tell him. And it was the same thing, you know, uh, there was a close split decision earlier where I think your guy uh, and my buddy Elliot, you know, and we're talking like just tenths of a point that it is for... Are you taking control? Are you taking uh, strikes into occasion and all those sorts of things? And I tell the fighters this. I'm like, that's out of your control. As long as you put your true soul out there and you put your work, then you let the referees, of course, make the decision. But if you're a true fight fan, you don't get mad at the fighters. You know, like, to me, it was one of those things where I just go, you know, man, I really felt like Elliot could have won that decision. But it's a decision. You let it go to decision and you leave it in the hands of the, the refs. And I was like, and no offense to the gentleman who was fighting him, but I was just like, you know, they're both okay yeah. and that's good. Uh, yeah, uh, like I tell you, the fight was really close. Uh, looking at looking at it like a fighter or a, a like analyst or if you know about fights, if you are not just a regular guy trying to go and then see people hitting each other, uh, if you know about fights, you know the fight was really close in uh, understanding. They both were landing. They both were throwing sharp punches, Absolutely. sharp things. But takedown wins. One takedown. If 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 the if the striking is that close, one takedown is going to win the fight. Sure. Like that, I feel that for example was was different in my fight than in that in that fight. Mm-hmm. I win the striking. I win the striking part. I knock him down and things like that. And he tried. He take me down. In the ground, I was working. I was on my back, but I was working. I was putting him on submissions. I was looking for stop. I don't feel that I lose that round, even with the with the takedown. So, here's where it gets weird and murky. So, for me, it becomes okay. If you get the takedown, what are you doing off of your back, right? And that's all interpretive. Okay. So now it becomes okay. What's your interpretation of things? Where it gets weird to me and where, you know, take me out of knowing one of the guys, just me as a, a fight analyst, is when you get the two mm-hmm. people who come with 3027s and you get one 3027 and one 3027. And I look at one of them and I look at the other one and I just go, y'all can do better than this. You know, like this is n- like, again, clearly I know one of these guys, but you guys are not judging this right. If you, yeah, exactly. If you're so split on there, I just think it robs the fighters of their their experience. Because to me, I'm like, if he lost a split decision and it was closer like that, I would have been like, you know what? That's the way it went that day. We're good. To hear two thirty twenty sevens is just like, oh Jesus Christ, who the fuck is watching this? Yeah, so, like, well, like anyway. I tell you, like. For sure, I tell Yanni and everybody tell Yanni like that fight. He lost that fight because of the takedowns. He couldn't yeah, stand yeah. up. The the Milton controlled the top really good. He hit him a lot. Like all the pretty much all the bruises and and, and the punches that he have right now, Yanni is because of the top position. I saw the elbows Absolutely, landing. Yeah. I saw the punches. It was it was just like it was just really good. But I'll tell you this much though, with Yanni, um, I saw like, you know. Uh, Milton, I thought, had some good counters, but I thought Yanni was pressing the action really well. And so to me, yeah. I'm like, you know, especially when I saw the judges doing uh, 3027s at the very beginning of the fights. And there is a weird moment where they're kind of looking at me and I'm like looking at them going like, 
you guys should probably be better at your jobs kind of a thing. And I'm thinking to myself, Shit. I'm like, if you're a fighter, you can't even depend on this. You you have to finish, you know? And yep, uh, yep. I looked over at Milton and I wanted to be like, yo, dude, good job countering. But these aren't the countering judges, you know, like they to me. So to me, seeing Yanni do that, I see he's got a great career ahead of him. And I, I feel like, you know, if this is where he's at with just a little bit of time with you guys, I, I'm very excited to see where he goes from there. So please tell yeah, him I mean, that before he ever rolls with me, because he's going to try and murder me after hearing this interview. Nah, don't worry. He's good. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good, he'll cool guy. I always say cool kid because he's shorter than me, but he's older than me. He's 23 right now. So I'm 21, but I see, <laughs> I, I see, I see Yanni like my little brother too. You know, like, yeah. uh, he, he looked at me because I've been training here for like, he always told me like, Oh wow. Like you do this. Oh, how do you do that? Things like that. And like, it feels good. So like having something like some, something like that, even Christian, so like it's crazy how like the level is here that sometimes you think you, you don't know as much as other people. Mm. And then they want they just ask you stuff like, uh, we hitting pads. We, we, or we're doing stuff, for example, Christian and me, we work a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw, in that case, I saw Christian like an older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or like Christian, is, uh, since he started training there, he's been pushing me a lot, like mm-hmm. a lot. Every time I hear Christian doing like, hey, come on. Like I stop for a second and he, he says something, I just like immediately go back. Like I just like that reaction of like an older brother saying something, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's funny because... Uh, like for me, I feel Christian is being in the sport more than me, and uh, he knows a couple stuff more than me. But sometimes we drilling, we hitting pads are tough, and then he asks me like, and he, I I feel that he realized it too. Like he asked me something, and I'm like, what? Did you just ask me like, how did I do that? Is like, do you do it all day? Is like, do you really ask me? Is like, yeah, yeah, you do it good. It's like, oh wow, thank you. Like, wow. Well, you know, it's I liken it. I liken it to like this. Um, you know, I I don't fight. Uh, it's not in my DNA, but it doesn't mean that my brain doesn't work. And so, a lot of the huh? times, what I do is I might see something a little bit from a different perspective. So, to the fighters, I've you know a long time ago, I would never be the guy who would offer up something. But if I see something a number of times where I just go, "Hey, can we chat about this little grip you've got here?" And they'll be like, whoa. And I'll just be like, listen, I don't want to see you fuck up that grip one more time or I'm going to fucking punch you myself. (laughs) And I'll literally just be like, listen, you know, you could probably murder me a thousand times in a roll, but good insight is good insight. And if you're smart, you take that good insight. So to to my friends and my my closest uh, training partners, I just offer, I'm like, you know, I'm always a, a sounding board for you guys. So whether you recognize it or not, even though you respect these people, Everybody has their keen insight and it's way, way of a beneficial thing when you have somebody who can see outside because sometimes you can't necessarily see what other people are seeing. So uh, uh-huh. that's a that's a high mark, especially from a Christian to have that as somebody who recognizes that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I tell you, like coming back to the to the part that you say, like about cornering your about being there with your training partners is this. We are a family. Like that's what I say all the time. We're a family, and uh, I'm a family guy. Since I was in Chihuahua, like I love my family. That's the worst thing about being here for me. Like the hardest thing is is not the party, is not the comfort, is my family. Not being with my family. Yeah. 
But the moment that I step here and the moment that I train in Timoyama, they make me feel like a home. They mm. make me feel like my family. Uh, they always being there. Uh, for example, Alex. You know Alex Perez, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, he's a prick. Uh, he's, 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 he's a hard, he's, he's hard person, you know. He's, yeah. he's touch, the touch the opposite of me. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm an open book. If you ask me stuff, if you want to talk, I'm, I sit down with you. I smile to you and like I listen to you. Alex sometimes is not like that. Alex is hard. He's like, uh, fuck off, or I don't want to be here, or like shut up, or things like that. Yeah. But he's uh, like the in the in the center of all that. He's really he's a really nice person, and uh, he always make me feel like home. He always support me. He always being there, like. Even joking about him and uh, like giving me hard love, but that's the way he he expressed it. Same with Christian. Mm. Christian, I feel that he's a guy. This is funny because the first time I, I I I like meet Christian, this is the way that I was feeling about him. He don't respect me at all. The first time we look at each other, and uh, he used to treat me like like shoulder bump me. He barely talked to me. He looked at me and he's like, eh, <laughs> and things like that. Till we start sparring, till we start training, and then like I start doing more stuff, and I start like growing up, and like I start like, like, stepping up with him, and he start like, giving me that respect, and then we start talking, we start hanging out, we start being friends, you know, but like I have to win that that yeah. like respect with Christian, and he's like that too, like everybody's different, like Christian is like that, and I respect a lot of Christian because of that, like. Uh, he's a hard worker. He's he's he he he, he for sure is uh, one of the hardest workers that I ever know. He's okay. always training. He's always training. He's always learning, and uh, he's just getting better and better. Chris is, and, uh, is a man. I mean, again, talk about you know having a good team to go with. Uh, Christian's he's an excellent fighter. He's uh, yeah, very solid fight IQ and tough as a fucking brick, man. Yeah, he's he's just really and he's really smart. Sometimes you look at Christian, and he's like, ah, this is this guy is just a caveman or he's just a funny guy. But he's really smart. <laughs> Sometimes he says stuff out of nowhere, and you're like, wow, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy is smart. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's and you know what's funny is that I just uh, you know it's part of the reason why I see your personalities. I think that people can talk all the shit they want about like social media and whatnot. But one of the best parts is I see with Christian when his social media, he's just like, I'm watching a movie. You guys are going to watch a scary movie with me. And it's like, you see part of his personality go between that and he's drawing dicks on fucking cars. And you're just like, yeah, he's a goof. Good for him. Uh, and I think that's where I think a lot of the personality uh, aspects for your traits come in where I'm like, no, nah, you're just always happy on your stories. You're always enjoying yourself. I think that's pretty cool. It looks like you're, uh, you know, you're living your best life to say in a, yeah. a, a, a sort of whatever thing. Uh, I just want to wrap, uh, as we start to wrap up, just s direct you in one little thing. When we close here, I want you to look at some of these comments and I'm going to kind of skirt through a few of them, but there's a lot of people who are writing super nice things about you. You know, Marshall Stamper misses you. He says, and who invented the dead orchard? Uh, and you've uh -huh. got, uh, you know, best rubber guard in MMA from Soon Yu. Um, you know, a lot of love, uh, just kind of translating very roughly of, you know, uh, somebody saying one of the best fighters in Mexico that is doing super great in the USA and doing a super mm -hmm. proud. Mm -hmm. Like, 
You've got a lot of friends and family members who are super proud of you. And, you know, Sid Scrob didn't waste too much time in saying how good you are because he knows. And I've rolled with him and he's like, mm, 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 doesn't <laughs> go well. But you got a lot of people here, my friend, who are uh, big fans of what you're doing. And it's easy to see why. So as we start to wrap up here, can we go ahead and take care of any sponsors for you, my man? Yeah, uh, well, my, I used to shout out my sponsors. Uh, uh, Therapy House, one of the biggest one right now. Uh, he, they sponsor me. They 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 been with me a lot. Actually, I have my shorts here just just for you to see it. <laughs> uh, I have the Therapy House over there in the front. I have Aussie Five Dogs always taking care of me. Uh, I appreciate them and love with love them with all my heart. Team Oyama, obviously in my other leg, my my team, my gym. We have this one that is new. He's sponsoring Christian me right now too. But craft um, meal preps. They give they sponsor my last week of uh, my fi- my my fighting camp pretty much on my meals, and it was mm-hmm. amazing. I, they they couldn't they couldn't uh, work. People is asking for me right now. I need to go to the gym. But uh, they were asking. They 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 helped me a lot. They don't have too much to work with, but they helped me a lot. Camp uh, Planet here too. My gym. And I have uh, franchise customs, and at the end, Iridium Sports for sure. They're always there for me. Thank you a lot to everybody. This is huh. genius. I should have more people just bring on their their fight gear so that they can do their sponsors. Because yeah. half the time, I'm like, "Hey, you guys want to shout out your sponsors?" And they go, uh, "I don't, I don't. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna forget one of my sponsors." So for you to bring out the shorts, it's like that's what we should do. Just bring out your fucking banner and just be like, "Here's my uh, the people who are taking care of me." Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, I need to wrap up. I need to go back. Yeah, to the I was gym. trying to People get you fucking out of here. Anyway, <laughs> listen, uh, I think as he tries to figure out what's going on on his uh, phone, we're going to go and wrap Sorry, this guys. up. I will talk to you later, Fernando. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate Thank it, my friend. Thank you. Be talk safe. To you too, buddy. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. Peace.